0: Welcome to Minute One Hundred Sixty-Seven of the Great Escape Minute, the daily podcast where we dig into the Great Escape one minute at a time. Once again, we're having this special week where we're having guests who have personal connections or personal information about the actual, the real escapes from Stalag Luft Three from uh, back in nineteen forty-four. This is this is a fun week. We're gonna we're gonna talk about things that we don't didn't talk about throughout the rest of this podcast. I'm Rob, and joining me today, once again, is Patty Flint. Someone who as How are we doing? Doing great. <laughs> so, as we mentioned yesterday, someone who is a relative, you could somewhat say distant or close, however you want to look at it, relative of uh, Roger Bushel. He, he gave us some really interesting information about Roger yesterday, and uh, hopefully today we'll, we'll have some, some more information about things connected to the real escape so absolutely minute 167 begins with Sedgwick being assured that he's actually in the right place and goes all the way till we we see Ramsey confirming the names on and off the list yeah so as we mentioned yesterday Danny and Willie are on the boat somehow they they've escaped gotten away and then we get Sedgwick walks walks along the, the through the forest with his French escort and then meets up with a Spanish escort. So yesterday Cedric asked the, the Spaniard Spain and today we start off with him being told Espana. So as as we mentioned yesterday, you know, they just they just got an extra to to say it in a in a deep accent and make it sound <laughs> as if he's he's foreign you know, just just throw in the word España. So yeah, that, that that's uh, fun to see, especially knowing how great Coburn was at, at foreign accents. So th- this guy does a nice <laughs> job too.
1: Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and
0: then basically, Cedric claps him on the back, and then they make their way towards the uh, wherever their destination is. We see the mountains in the distance. We see them going through a forest towards the forest. I, the truth is, this is a great shot. Mm. That uh, you know that they, they were. They, it looks as if they took them on some location to be able to to just take this very short scene. But it's a great shot because you can see the mountains in the distance. You see the trees. You know, there's the, there's the lush green, and then the the field that they're walking through is is a very bright yellowish brownish hue and like i said you see the the mountains in the distance and the sky i mean the the shot is is just beautiful yeah the the way that the way that we can see it and they they actually the the musical cues here are also great because it, it changes the music into a very uh i guess you could say a hopeful or jovial uh tone because now yeah, we see it could... that it's someone who has made it out
1: yeah it could even be a kind of a a kind of victory song couldn't it really it's very light very very positive and you made it look at this beautiful place you know you've you're free there's no more gray there's no more camp no more barbed wire you're you've got this instead right because i mean this is also the
0: last point in the movie where we get to see the prisoners outside of them you know a little spoiler for everyone who was going to be listening the rest of this week and the beginning of next week when we finish this up but when you when you look at it, I mean, we saw Danny and Willie get out by boat. He's getting out by foot, and that's it. I mean, these are the three guys who who made their home runs. Yeah. Uh, as you discussed yesterday, th- there's some discrepancies between them and and the real three guys that 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 uh, that hit the home runs. But still, it's
1: uh, th- it's very Hollywoodish the way they do it here.
0: Yeah, it like
1: works. we say, it's, yeah, like we said, it's on its own merits. You know, you yes. you look at this movie and you see these. You see these success stories, and, and I suppose it must be kind of... I don't know, it's not depressing as such, but it's uh, it's a bit of a downer that the, the victorious moments in this movie, you know, the, the two main moments of joy and positive success are sort of crammed into this tiny little space, and then back to reality, you know? It's almost like a segue into, you know, what where... Where it went wrong, almost, you know. Yeah, exactly. I
0: mean, in in the original script, they they split it up. They had, they, they put Hilts in, in uh, this point. And I think Roger is also here. That that first you have Danny and, and Willie escape, and then you have the scenes with uh, with with Hiltz, and then you have the scenes with Roger getting caught, uh, mm-hmm. or maybe it's vice versa. I'm trying to. I don't remember which one came first. And then you see Cedric or Maryvale in the original script. Yeah. Uh, you know, when when he gets out. So uh, I guess they broke that up, but but you're right. But but on the other hand, it's nice to see. I mean, we we just saw at the, the end of last week that, that they shot a whole bunch of them, and then immediately after that, we get to see the the successes. So I, mm. I think that was probably done more from a filmmaking perspective. Yeah, you know, because it, it's a known fact that that Sturgis had a lot of trouble selling this movie. You know, about an escape where no one gets out.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> makes it makes it a little little. Uh, a little difficult to sell, so maybe yeah. maybe one of the the conditions was that okay, let's let's show the the three guys who get out at the end of this the the information about every one of these various escape attempts and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's the uh, it's the positive negative positive thing, you know. This yeah. give them something, yeah. give them something good, hit them with the bad stuff, give them with something good again. They maybe not remember the bad stuff so much. It's it's kind of we well, use it lot the military. I don't know. Either. I think I
0: think this movie you, you, they want you to remember the bad stuff here too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, as 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 uh, unfortunate as it is, it it. I mean, this this was a big event. I mean, this is something that on, on both sides. I mean, this is something that reached Hitler on the one hand, and it also reached Churchill on the other hand. You know. this... Yeah, it's... this you know, this, this minor story about an escape attempt, you know, where 76 prisoners is theoretically not a lot based on the thousands that were incarcerated in POW camps.
1: Well, it, it, the, it, the it was the it, biggest they, escape, but still. Well, well, and this is the thing is, um, there were literally dozens of escapes going on from camps. This is just one camp. There were dozens of escape, escapes going on from all kinds of camps. And, and I think the great escape was the straw that sort of broke Hitler's back with his patience because he'd said, well, you know, a uh, hundred Russians escaped from one last week and, and a bunch of French guys escaped from one the week before. Now there's all this lot going on. And this is supposed to be from, you know, the the apex camp, the the, the escape-proof camp, you know, <laughs> which, which... I, I think, I think know, Roger has, proved that it wasn't... Well, as as Jay said, I think it was, that's a it's a bold statement. You put all your eggs, putting all your eggs in one rotten basket, as he said. or that's rotten right. eggs in one basket. You just think to yourself, well, you, I, I know the idea behind it because they genuinely thought that, that it was escape-proof, but nothing's really escape-proof for people that have got nothing else to do. That's right. That's very true. Yeah.
0: Right. So. At this point, we you know we we then get another shot of the camp itself, where we see the yes. uh, the gate the gate opening up. We see all the prisoners inside the camp lined up. Uh, they must be standing at they're standing at attention for something. I, I I'm wondering if it if it was set up that as if they're they're standing at attention for the 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 prisoners that are coming back.
1: Um, well, there was a thing called a pal, which was your you would have your morning inspection, you would have another one in the evening, things like that and perhaps they had everyone out. The actual reality behind it was when um, Group Captain Massey, who was the, the senior British officer mm-hmm. when, when, he, when he got the list, he went over and discussed it with a few heads of each room and everyone went into the theatre and he walked up and said, there's a list this has happened the list was originally, I think, twenty-seven, twenty-something like that, and then it just kept on rising and rising and rising until this number fifty, right? Yeah, you know? because because
0: in reality they they were not all shot at
1: once like the way they do no. in the movie. No, no, they were all taken various different places in groups of two, three, four. You know, there there were, I think, the the most in one place was I think a dozen, who were who were taken away somewhere else. But the vast majority of them were just two guys, three, four guys. And it's, you know, um, from the main prisons where they were removed from, it, it must have felt like some sort of bizarre, you know, coin flip lottery going on, you know, when two people would be taken out, but other prisoners were left there because of this list that had been created by Arthur Neve, you know, in, in the FF, or the in the Gestapo. So, um, yeah. So it's, I mean, was it um, was it was it random, based on what you know? Uh, some of them were, but basically, after the arguments with Goering and, and everybody else, Hitler and his advisors had all said, "Look, because Hitler wanted them all shot, every, every last one of them. Everyone that gets captured, seventy-three of them dead. I want them all gone." And then they said, "Well, look, that's going to that's going to cause a lot of problems. Seventy-three guys all being killed and none being injured." Hmm. This, this could be difficult. So they eventually decided on 50, and the list was given to... I think Arthur Neeb was the guy that... One of the section heads was one of the last guys to get the list. And he was sat with their prisoner cards on a desk and would just put them, you know, too young. Uh, he's got family. But then he would see a name and say, this one's for it. Which I imagine, as soon as they saw Roger's card... You know, his was already marked by the Gestapo back in Berlin after his last game. So he was uh, he was marked, and they'd already told him straight away. Um, and von Lindener, uh, von Lindener had had warned them in the months previously that things were getting desperate and that they may end up not getting their time in the cooler, as everyone was expecting. Right. that's true so, right no
0: so my, my question was is that that i know that there there was a pell in the morning and there was a pell in the evening and stuff like that the question yeah. is is you know what what are they trying to show in this particular scene because here we have i think 11 of the prisoners coming back yeah and you know is it that they're that, that they said okay everyone we have 11 prisoners coming back let's stand at attention for them to give you know basically hats off
1: So. I I don't I don't think so I don't think it would have ended up like that because if I'm talking we about the movie I'm
0: not talking about the real life obviously no no it, it's
1: I mean it could be it it could be a a sort of a welcome home lad kind of thing um, where everyone was gathered up especially since but, these guys uh, were the lucky ones yeah 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 I mean it's it, it's it's difficult to sort of comprehend because it it wouldn't it wouldn't have been like that in the reality of it. Um, right, obviously, obviously. They, I mean, they they would have welcoming parties, but I think they would more than likely be um, in the barracks, or they would they would take them into a block or something instead. Um, so right. maybe it was a a show of solidarity. Maybe well done. Right. You gave it a shot, and then information gathering. I would imagine, you know, yeah, for sure. Did you see this guy? Did you see that guy? As uh, and I think they started that a little bit of that James Garner. Um, so right. Okay, move. well, well, as uh, what happens here basically
0: is, so the, the prisoners come in. You can clearly see James Garner is in the front. Mm-hmm. The, Nimmo is next to him. Also, those are the, the two characters that, that are recognizable. Then we have another nine that we don't really know who they are. As they walk towards the compound, you see Ramsey leave, uh, break rank, and walk over towards them, and. Then he basically said, Ramsey says to him, glad to see that you're all safe. Obviously, Henley, since Gardner has uh, top billing in this movie, is the one who gets to respond and says, thank you, sir. And then this next question is a very telling one where he says, how many have been brought back? And the response is, you are the first group. Yeah. Nimmo's question is, uh, well, do you know how many got away? And then what's interesting is, is while they're talking, we see Strachwitz walking behind them. You know, he's he's yeah. standing there, somewhat stealth stealthily. You know, he still has that yearbook stuck in his in in his jacket. <laughs> with, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, with you know, with the information about all the different prisoners, they're still sitting there. But I like the way that they just have him, you know, standing in the background. Yeah. And then we get a shot of of Ramsey, and we can see Soren behind him. We can see Goff, and we can see Griffith. You know, the 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 three other guys who uh, who didn't make it out of the escape. They're they're actually the three guys. The, the next three in line that, that yeah. you know, should have been the ones out. So Ramsey, uh, then Nimmo asks the question, do you know how many got away? And Ramsey says, not yet. And then Ramsey turns to Henley and says, well, what happened to Blythe? Which is a very telling question because they, in the movie at least, they've gotten a list of the 50 already. Mm-hmm. So you, so it's, it's you know, is Blythe counted as part of the fifty? or is he number 51 from that perspective? I mean, you never, yeah, you know, it's never, never mentioned the fact because when they, when they went through the list, uh, we talked about that last week, the name of Blythe wasn't on that list. So, mm-hmm. I mean, as, as you mentioned, it makes more sense. You said that, that originally, you know, they got a list of 27 and then they got updates to the list, you know, that, that okay, yeah. now they're here's another five and here's another 10 and whatever. But yeah. the, the way that they deal with it here is, is interesting because Blythe wasn't on the list, so theoretically you would think that, that it's a it fifty one. But I guess this goes back to the whole idea with you know with the, the, the
1: how long the rope needed to be.
0: There are little things yeah. that they
1: just didn't pay attention to.
0: <laughs> well,
1: it, I think I think another one is um, they they had that when when they said when when he says what happens to Blythe, and you see those eyes just drop and a little bit of sadness, and you comes yeah. straight back again. but you, but you see the blood. The tunic and the shirt, and it's very visceral and real right there at that moment. Because there's still, you know, there's still his friend's blood on him at that point that he's being returned into this camp. So it's going to be very raw to him. It's going to be very, very emotive, you know? Correct.
0: No, you're 100% right. And basically, Henley's response to to Ramsey is he says, Well, he didn't make it, sir. Roger was right about that. And I, it's a great segue for Ramsey then to respond and say, "Well, I'm afraid Rock didn't mm. make it either." At this point, uh, Henley just looks on, and and he starts to make a realization. You know, you see yeah. the realization in Henley's face where he says it, and you see what? Oh, uh, and he basically just looks looks at Ramsey and trying, wants once once an answer, and Ramsey then says, "Well, I just posted the list. They shot fifty. The Gestapo murdered mm. them." And at this point, Henley's shocked, even more, even though he realized that yeah. something had happened. And he goes fifty, and then he starts naming people. He goes McDonald, Ashley Pitt, and then Ramsey's response is yes. And then one of the POWs, uh, one of the no-name guys, says Danny and Willie. And I, I, yeah. I, I like the I like the added touch of that because it, once again, they're they're giving us a little bit of of hope here. Yeah, you know, they're, yeah. they're not just going through a list of. Of all the dead, they're they're still mentioning. I mean, obviously, no one cares about Sedgwick because they they
1: haven't <laughs> mentioned him. Yeah, he he got on a bike. He was fine. He got <laughs> <laughs>
0: well. I, as as I've mentioned many times, he also went off on his own. Everyone else went in yeah. groups. You know, I, I I'm still you know the whole idea that that I mean Nimmo and Haynes went went out together also, and they somehow got separated. I think that goes back with what you were saying about the fact. That you know they just took random guys out of the room, so maybe the two of them were captured together, and they took yeah. Haynes out of that room and or or took Nemo out of that room to let him out, or whatever yeah, yeah. So I, I, I like that and so like i said so the the the, the question is raised about Danny and Willie, and Ramsey's response is nope, they're not on the list, and that pretty mm. much uh you know is the way that this this particular minute ends I mean tomorrow we'll We'll yeah. continue with that list because they there are a few other queries along the way here so what else can you enlighten us about regarding this the, the escape regarding the, the investigation into the,
1: the murder of the 50 because since you're well an expert on that <laughs> well um, I, I know slightly more than some but uh, yeah there are people who know a lot more than me well the, the investigation. So we should have them uh, here. So, <laughs> so it was originally handed to a flight lieutenant Frank McKenna, who was uh, a police detective investigator in Blackpool in the UK. He joined up, and ironically, he knew two of the victims. Um, so he had, a, it was, he had a lot to do to, to kind of keep himself separate from that, but still have that sense of justice that that needed that he needed to do to to get there, you know, to get the job done, and basically two of them, uh, they, they he had a look through the case files. This was just after Anthony Eden had said those responsible will be brought to exemplary justice, which is, you know, ha- as he said in the House of Commons in in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, so, McKenna looked at this case file and he said, look, I'm going to investigate a job that's sort of 14, 15 months cold. Uh, Germany is basically a, a car park. You know, it's been it's been leveled. Um, most of these people may be dead. Most of these people are more than likely in hiding or taken prisoner by somebody else. Um, so how are we going to start this? Um, and he, he went back to his boss and said, I, I don't think it can be done. And um, bosses, in their usual way, said, you are going to do it. So so he he jumped on a plane. It was him and a flight sergeant, uh, Williams. Jumped on a Dakota in uh, sort of early September 1945, just after the war finished, and started investigating. Um, They, just two of them on this plane, it turned out being a couple of dozen people uh, investigating in the end, but they tore what was left of the country apart. um, In with, With some with some determination, you know, and and they found a lot of the people that were involved, a lot. So, I mean, there were rumors of, you know, 10,000 interviews and case files and and things like that, you know, hundreds and hundreds of interviews, interrogations, questioning sessions. They found mistresses. They found associates. They found former employers, family members. They even sent uh, a team to Moscow, to interview one of, one of the guys. Um, and it was, uh, it was a dogged kind of thing. You know, the, the, the investigation officially finished or the, the main part of the investigation finished in 1948, seven 48, but they were still finding people later on. Um, wow. and still into the city, it's still into the sixties. The they were still doing some parts of investigation. into it. Um, so it was a, it was a big old thing, you know, um, a number of people went to the rope and uh, the Nuremberg trials. You can, you can actually see them, You can see photographs of them online.
0: Um,
1: yeah, but he had a, you know, he had a difficult job to do, but he took a team out and he went out and did it. He knocked on doors, old fashioned police work, went locked, knocked on doors and went to family members and visited places where they, they, they knew these guys hung out. It was, um, it's a proper old old school cop show, you know.
0: Wow. Wow. Tell me, um, have you ever seen the uh, pseudo
1: sequel to this to this movie, The Great Escape to the Untold Story? I I haven't. I I've wanted to, but I've put myself off for it for a long long time. I, th- I think I'm going to after after doing the podcast and and listening to the podcast. I, I mm-hmm. think I'm going to have to do it.
0: Okay. Um, no, because
1: because that that movie. Focuses
0: much more on the investigation and yeah. what was done. I mean, I, they fictionalized it because you know they they bring in, a, in an American uh, detective to help out
1: with it. You know, of course they uh, did. <laughs> of,
0: course, of course, of
1: course. Was he was he in uh, was he in jeans and a denim shirt? You know with the No, no, do? no. But it was, it was played <laughs> by Jed Hirsch. Jed Hirsch played the. Uh, All right. If, okay. If you're familiar with yeah, yeah. Judd Hirsch, so he, he
0: absolutely yeah the, the American detective. Who is paired together with one of the escapees named the, the Artful Dodger in in the? Oh yeah, in, which is Major, uh, Major John Major Johnny Dodge. That's yeah. right, Major Johnny Dodge, who was played by
1: Christopher Reeve. Okay, um, they gave you okay, Superman yeah. here. <laughs> ah, well, let's see. You know, and uh, it's not Major Attenborough, but he's he's cool enough. <laughs>
0: right. I mean, was was Dodge really a a relative of Churchill? Uh,
1: yes. He okay. was right, um, and there there was a very odd story about him as well. Now, I'm not sure whether it's true, but he was taken aside at one point in 44, 45. At some point, and said, uh, "We're going to repatriate you with your your cousin Churchill or your your relative Churchill," but it was to uh, to try and start some sort of peace process.
0: Yes, exactly. The movie the movie discusses
1: that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. Uh, I again I don't I, know if I'm it's not, true or not, but uh it, it was in the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's it it's in a number of books. It's in a number of books, but you know, I guess you had to be there, you know. Yeah. Oh wow. All right. So do uh, you have he, anything else? Yeah, it's just just a quick one really. The um I wanted to talk a quick one about uh Massey, the the senior British officer, uh, wait, uh group captain Massey was his name. He was repatriated to start the investigation off, uh, the the investigation wouldn't have happened without him he complained to the, the Swiss the, the protecting power at the time um, and they they formed a report but until he got home they didn't really have much in the way of anecdotal evidence about it but due to a a, a strange shortfall in the German bureaucracy he was released early um, with all this injuries. Because he was yeah. injured, right? So, yeah, so so before the escape, he'd actually um, put in papers to be repatriated back, or the Luftwaffe had request from camp. Let's get him back home. His um, leg like injury is bad. We can't really treat him here. And, you know, let's face it, he's not really going to do much of the way of escaping. So, and he's, yeah. So, he's the, the
0: one guy who can't escape, they're going to let out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Maybe I th- I think it was more because it's a you know, the Luftwaffe and the RAF were still gentlemen. That's the way it kinda worked. But anyway. Right.
0: We mentioned that quite often here about the the yeah. gentlemanly way that the Luftwaffe and the RAF treat oh, yeah. each other. Or or at least yeah. when you're talking about von Luger. You know, von Luger yeah. and Strachwitz and, and you know, the way that and Posen, the way that, that they you know, the way they salute the entire time. You know, they they still act like gentlemen. Which, which is yeah. something I've mentioned many times that that it's hard to to hate the
1: the, the Germans in this movie. Well, you if, know. if I may, can I can I digress for one moment and tell you of about? Of course, things? that's what we're doing. This I don't moment. know whether you've I don't know whether you've heard about the duty pilot scheme. I don't know whether you've heard anything about that. But the duty pilot. Scheme, I'm about to I'll hear say, it. it. <laughs> yeah. It was a security thing carried out by by the Allies. What they would do is they would have. Some people around the camp, and you know, you you see them sort of highlighted in the movies as they knock on a wall, tip your hat, you know, mm-hmm. smoke a cigarette with your left hand, one of these kind of things. But Move the garbage can top from one yeah, garbage bin to the other. Lit up, lit down, yeah, yeah. But the the actual duty pilot was just a guy sat on a seat somewhere reading a newspaper, and he would log all of the camp staff coming in and out of the compound. So he would register what time they came in, who it was, where they went, how long they were in for, and when they left. Okay. Now, the Germans knew this was happening because it was very much this cat-mouse thing going on. And at one point, the intelligence officer, I think it was, or it might have even been the the camp commandant himself, wandered into camp, uh, into the compound. And he saw this duty pilot sat there. And he conspiratorially winked at him and said, you can book me in now. Um, So he knew it was going on. But then he said, are there any other of my men in the camp? Where where are the rest of my men? Because he was looking for these guys. The duty pilot said, you're the only one in here, sir. Because they knew that that this was going on. And rumor has it, I I think I'm 95% sure on this. The commandant used the duty pilot to reprimand his own guys. Because they weren't on duty in the place it was supposed to be.
0: <laughs> First of all, I, I love this story and I'll tell you why. <laughs> because in the original script they had that scene in there. Yeah. Where Van Luger walks up to Soren and asks him and, and he sees that Soren has a chart and he's listing his which men and he, he says to him, You can mark me down that I'm that I'm leaving yep. or that I'm coming in, whatever it was. Yeah. And then he said to him and and I'd appreciate it if you can give me a copy of the list. At the end of every uh, uh, every day, so that I can see what what what's going on with my men, yeah. and that is one of the few cut scenes from the original script that really bothered me that they they took oh, out yeah. because yeah. it would have said so much about the
1: cat and mouse game yeah. between them, and and very much it would have been that sort of moment of levity in 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 a, a tricky situation. You know, there was a lot of things yes. going on, but it would have been fantastic. Anyway, yeah, that but was to, hear, my,
0: that was... to hear from you. No, but to hear from you that that is based on truth is, oh, yeah. is even more amazing
1: to hear. Yeah, um, the other one, the other one with Massey, as we were saying, is when he was um, when he was he filled in the paperwork. The escape hadn't happened yet, so when when he was told, you know, you'll be being repatriated, he thought, okay, the escape happened. He gathered all this information about it, and the Germans, thanks to their bureaucracy, still let him go. So he just walked out, you know, <laughs> it's like back to the UK, straight into, the, straight into high command. This is what happened, this is what happened, this is what happened. And the investigation would not have had so many starting points, you know. But, yeah, he, the the thing I found quite funny was um, Frank McKenna, when he first was flying over to to uh, Germany to start his investigation, he basically wrote his suspect list and he wrote Hitler... Himmler, curring, you know, the main the main <laughs> guy. This this was, this was the start of his list. And then he went right, hit the dead, scratch. You know, and that's that's what he did, you know. And this was his process of elimination, it was very simple, it was very to the point. And he just ran his way from top to bottom, you know. So yeah, there you go. That, that's, wow. All right, anything
0: else you wanna tell us? No, that's me. All right. Well, it's it's been great having you on the show t- today and yesterday. You've you've enlightened me. Hopefully, you've enlightened our listeners also. I'm assuming you have. It was it was great great meeting you and being able to talk to you about these things. Yeah, it's been awesome. Thanks so much. Yeah, and so you want to once again tell people how they can get in touch with you if they're interested.
1: Sure. There is a Great Escape Style of Three Facebook group, of which I'm one of the admins. You can look for me if you've got any questions to ask. Um, yeah and I'll be in Zagan every year hopefully if you want to meet me there
0: <laughs> <laughs> alright and you can get in touch with us by going to our Facebook group The Cooler our website is thegreatescapeminute.com our email address is thegreatminute at com. and our Twitter account is MXM. tomorrow we will have another person connected to the real escape so that'll be fascinating so please come back and, and listen to that And until then, tally-ho.
1: Tally-ho.